We're holding the Kuzari, and we saw previously the Kuzari spoke about how the different steps, how Kodesh Prophet creates the world, which is really based on the Zev And now he's going to look at a different aspect, and that is the difference between how we refer to Hashem, so to speak, and why he's different, qualitatively, everything he creates. And that's where he says, the term Yisrael Hashem and Yichvad Yudkei Vavkei, Hashem's name. And what's, what does Hashem's name indicate? What is it, what's the meaning that it conveys? So, we know that HaKadosh Baruch has many names which define what he does. So we have a name of Hashem acting as the judge, as we call it, Elohim as Hashem of the Dain. We have a name of Hashem acting as a king. We have a name of Hashem acting as a father. We have a name of Hashem acting as somebody who's merciful. But what is the name Hashem? What middle of Hashem is that referred to? This is interesting. The Rosh says, the Rosh writes that as opposed to all the other names of Hashem, which refer to something Hashem does, the name Yudkevavke refers to what Hashem is. And that's why he says this is the name which is a Sherish above. And that is what do we know that Hashem is? All we know is that the fact that He exists. And therefore the fact that He always existed and the world always exists. And if you take a contraction of those three words in Hebrew, Hoya, Hoyve, Vinyiya, you get Yudkevavke. That's the contraction of He was, He is, He always will be. And therefore, it's not referring to anything specific Hashem is doing, but rather the fact that HaKadosh Baruch is always going to be there. And that, that's the highest uh, title we can, so to speak, give to Hashem, because more than that would be to say what Hashem is, what we don't know. So the only thing that he is, and that the fact that he exists, that's the name of Kevaki. Why do we, so why do we pronounce it Adoi? So why don't we pronounce it? That's exactly where the Rosh is going. The, the Gemara says in this way, which means the way that Hashem's name is written isn't the way it's pronounced. And why can't we pronounce Hashem's name without the intention in it? And not just that's the intention, that the Shulchan Aruch writes, it does such a bonus, a person's meant to think each one is Hashem Hashem. You know, think about Number one, that he is the master, he's in charge, which is the Lashem Adon, the master. And secondly, that he exists and, he just, and always will exist, which is okay So why do we have God? Why isn't it enough? Uh, just to pronounce Hashem's name as it's written. So that the Gemara says in Pesachim that as long as that the Hashem's name isn't complete, so to speak, in this world, you can't pronounce it with Kevavka. What does that mean? What's incomplete in it that we, we aren't allowed to say Hashem's name as it's meant to be? Whereas, as you know, in the Beis Amigdash, when they say Hashem's name in the Beis Amigdash, then it was pronounced as it was as it was as it was written, we didn't pronounce it differently. So what's the what's missing, if as it were, uh, in our perception now, which we can refer to Hashem as the master, but not as Yitkevavka as the source of existence. So to answer that, let's read two more lines in the Kuzari. He's going to use his terminology to explain this idea, which we can Rosh says as well, just in his words. And he says the name we gave to Hashem Yitkevavka. It's We'll talk of the the the, the existence of Hashem. We know that it exists. It doesn't have something we can, uh, which has a, something we can refer to. We have no way of describing Hashem. Why? Everything else, it, we describe it by what it is, which means what's unique about this particular creation. 
In other words, we can't describe what Hashem is, just His existence. And that's a, this is a fundamental difference. Let's just go back to what the Kuzari said last week, to understand how the two things fit together. And we said the way Hashem created things, the Ramban says the same thing at the beginning of the time, is first Hashem makes matter, and then Hashem fashions matter into whatever you want it to be. So we spoke about, let's say, the four Yusodas, which means are the four building blocks through which Hashem creates things. So the building blocks are there, which is it's just a question of the composition of Hashem puts them together to make different things. And if that's the case, then we have a way to define each thing that Hashem makes by its nature, by the balance of the, the ingredients, so to speak, Hashem put together to create. And if that's the case, we have the Moa Sadova. The Moa Sadova is what makes the thing up. And that's what we're going to define. If you remember, the, because I already said that there's two stages of the creation, and we gave a mushroom. If I was a baker, I was a mushroom baker, I'm going to give it again. If I'm a baker, so of course, each different type of thing that I'm going to bake, each type of cake, each type of bread, has blessed with a different recipe. Now, besides for the recipe, which is different, I can make it into different shapes. I can make one into a square, one into a circle, one into a challah, one into whatever other shape I want it to be. That's, but that's, but that's not intrinsically what it is. What it is, is the ingredients you made it up. In other words, you can't say it's a square cake. That might be the shape it's in, but it's a square. What, what it is, is it a chocolate cake, is it a marble cake, is it some other cake? The, the, the ingredients much more define what it is than its shape. Than its shape. And uh, therefore, the way he explains it is that there's two steps to the The one is the chamer. The chamer is the ingredient that Hashem uses to create that. And then that's what's unique about that thing. And then the second point is the form that Hashem gives it. Now, if we want to describe something uh, which Hashem created, so we have the Moasadah. We have the point of what's, uh, what are the building blocks which made it up from that original Chaymah that Hashem created, the original four elements that Hashem created. So we can define something based on its composition or based on the shape. And therefore, the way we want to define something is to relate it by something which is unique about it. What makes it unique is either the shape it takes or the ingredients which went in, which is the way Hashem combined the elements of creation to make it. And therefore something has a name which defines what it is. Whereas when it comes to Akkadish Baruch himself, he says by we have no way of describing what Hashem is, because we don't know what, there isn't something which is the ingredients, so to speak, which make up Hashem. It wasn't made up. And if that's the case, by Hashem, we talk about his most is, is the fact that he exists. Now, it works both ways. Whereas you have no other way of defining Hashem but by the fact that he exists. Whereas other things, to say that they exist doesn't mean anything because that, that's not unique to them. They were created, so they didn't really exist originally. They were created a certain way, but the other way around as well. That is, therefore, other things we have to define by what's unique about them. What's unique about them is that the, the, what's different about the way that they were created, what's different about the nature they have, or the appearance that they have, and that's what gives everything its name. Whereas when it comes to Akadosh Baruch what we refer to him as the fact that he exists. The Matthias, the fact that Hashem exists, is what the way we can relate to him. And the, why it's different is because it's the only thing which you can talk about exists, so to speak, as a source of existence. Everything else doesn't really exist. It's alive as long as it's, Hashem gives it life. And like we saw, it reverts back to the elements you made up. There's a, 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 there's a combination, a fusion, of the factors which make up a person or an animal or a plant, whatever it may be, as long as they, Hashem wants them to live. Not that they separate back into their base elements. Like we saw, if you offer out of offer tashim, like I said, by a person, and therefore the, the the uniqueness is just the combination of those factors which make the, which make up a person. That's what we said is the most of each thing which gives it its name. 
where he's buying Kodesh Baruch the most, the thing we know about Hashem is the fact that He always exists, and therefore the, the best you can define Hashem is something which exists, always, which is the name Hayah Hashem was, He always was, He always will be, there's no change in that, therefore we define Him by His existence. Now, that's what he says, if you're going to define something, in order to do that, you have Gidra, you have to say what's different about it. So you have to define something by its uniqueness, by its speciality. And every place in the world, together, by and what makes something unique, what its unique properties or qualities is Mishogai, is made up, Mishogai, we have data. Mishogai, the kind that it is, which means uh, the ingredients which make us that Bria, and they have what makes look different to other things. And if I can find it like that, and define it by what, what, what way it's different, what way it's, uh, spe- like it's, it's, uh, it looks different to everything else. And we know that that's why, even within the same suk, within the same subcategory that Hashem created, what we want to define somebody by is the area where it's different. Hashem made human beings, and it's, all human beings are made the same way. So how do you define one person as a composed different person? So one of the two, one of these two elements, either what makes them different is their appearance, and if I, I relate the appearance to that, that I call, given this name, because I recognize as being different from the appearance, or if I know a person better, then I would say his uniqueness. In other words, just like we can, if we're used to learning, we can say that, that that's a Rabbi Kivay Gishayi, that's as far of the of the Muhammad. So whatever it's going to be, we, don't, we wouldn't recognize the Muhammad if we saw him, or Rabbi Kivay if we saw him, we recognize him by what's unique about, let's say, his way of thinking. And therefore, to find something is either with those areas which are unique, which means either what's in this what way he's different to everything else, <coughs> it's either internal or external. Now, if we say judging something by its size or by its appearance, whereas when it comes to Hashem, it, then it together doesn't apply because we ain't so we ain't have the It's not different in the way that we have something to compare it to. That we say this is different, and that's what gives it its significance. When it comes to the Kaddish the Ishayev Shehuhu, the only thing you can say that in the back, he exists uh, without being able to define anything more than that. And therefore, that's the name you came up with. It's not defined, therefore, what it means. The idea that, we, whereas other things we define them by what's different about them, Makhadosh Baruch we define him by the fact that he exists. So now we can go to the second thing. Why today? Why today don't we refer to Hashem when we, when we do refer to Him by His name Yekevafe? Why do we call Him by the name that He's the other and that He's the Master? And why other in over any other word? Right. So what's the difference between them? So this is something which Nefesh Hashem talks about in Shachar Gimel. Um, let's try to explain something which is really a very deep concept. Let's try to explain it as much as we can to understand that idea here also. And that is, when we say Nalani, we say Emes Malkainu, Ephes Lulasim. There's a concept we can understand that Kodesh Baruch is Emes, that means Enid Mavada, which means Ephes Lulasim. There's nothing besides me. Uh, or we see multiple things which exist in the world, we see people, we see a world of, full of different things which are existence, and if that's the case, how, how can we say Ephes Lulasim? That there's nothing besides Hashem. I mean, maybe we can say Hashem created everything, and before Hashem created it, there was nothing besides Him. But now in the world, which is home to billions of people, and more than that, different living things, so how can we say, Ephesus, there's nothing besides Hashem? 
And that's, that's what Moshe wants to say. Any other people got there, and he says nothing besides it. So how can there be nothing besides it when we see there is an existence of so many other things in the planet? So there's, there's two ways to explain this, you see. Let's take a simple way first. The simple way to explain it is that nothing has existence besides it. And therefore, even if we see so many things which are alive and which are, which are doing seemingly their own thing and working independently, that's we know that all life comes from Hashem. And therefore, it's a, the, the, the kayak of life is only by Him. And, uh, he, and then, therefore, when He gives it to, things exist. And He takes it away, the thing ceases to exist. And therefore, we say in Besherish, as, as a source of life is only Hashem. That would be the simple way to explain it. But from the understand, it means even more than that. It means even more than that, and that is that when you say that there isn't anything else, it doesn't just mean that nothing else has, is, a, is a source of life, but it means that nothing else really exists. And what does it mean? That the two things which do exist. So what the Nefesh Chaim and the Baratani both explain, what a difference in the way they explain it, and that is that you have to explain that in a certain sense, the, it's different kinds of existence. And therefore, in the, real, in the realm which Hashem exists, nothing else exists. And the realm we see everything else existing in the world, so then that's in, that's it, it, one doesn't interfere with the other one. Uh, if you want an example of this, let's say we bring a very loud speaker system to this room. And you put it on loud, so you'd say that the room is full of sound. So it's full of sound, but the chairs, the tables, how can full of sound? And the answer is the one doesn't interfere with the other one. The, that it's not one is taking up place, and the other one we're talking about amount of the, the noise appears. It's not taking a physical place. In other words, they work in different dimensions and the one doesn't interfere with the other one. So we have to understand again okay, it simply, but the same you say it applies to the prayer too. And that is on the level that you say nothing else exists besides Hashem, that's true. Nothing else exists besides Hashem. We see so many other things existing, it's existing in a different form. It's not it's not it's the same form of existence that there is by Hashem. And let's read the words of Kazari again. That's what he's saying. That the Matthias of Hashem is a different mouse. It's something of a different nature than the way that people exist. How are we going to explain it? How are we going to explain it? So let's try to explain, well, explain the Shachai. Here's what he said first. And again, um, this is something which needs time to understand. It's, it's, it's a deep point. And that is, imagine that you're thinking about something. And you're thinking about it in a way where you can see it through your imagination. You can plan every detail, it's, it's, it's exactly what it's going to do and how it's going to do. In your mind, it's something which is you can you can think about and you can imagine and you can flesh out and you can give a, a full existence to in your mind. So I'll tell you now, one second. This thing doesn't exist or doesn't exist because Manashach, it's happening. You, it's you that's you thinking about it, so it's you that exists or is it? The idea that you have that exists. And the answer is, it's not the same thing, Bichlal. If you talk about a person who exists as a living person, and that something which he's thinking about maybe exists in his in his mind, but it's not interfering with the person. It's, it's an idea that he has, which, you know, in his mind he can think about it, and in that, in that dimension it's a reality, but it's not something which competes with him. It's not that if I have an idea, it's less me. One doesn't have anything to do with the other one. So, if you take that much for one step further, and that is, we say that, that Rakhadish Baruch wants to create a world. So, where is this world taking place? And the answer is, in Rakhadish Baruch's Rakhadish Baruch, Baruch wants it to be a world, and therefore, in the dimension of what Hashem wants, that's where the world is. 
But the Havdil, we're going to say a similar Marshall, that's either in Akkadish Baruch's imagination. The fact that he wants it to exist, except where Akkadish Baruch was taught to create reality. And therefore, it's a reality which exists in the framework of what Hashem wants. It doesn't compete with existence in the form that Hashem exists. And therefore, it's just like we have to say, the ideas in a person's mind doesn't mean that they're less person because there's more ideas. They don't, they aren't, they aren't overlap. They're living, in, they're existing in a different sense. The same thing we say is the existence which Hashem created of everything in this world and everything in the entire universe is all retained. It's all retained. And we say this if you look at this, uh, once you recognize the Darshan, you'll see a number of tefillahs. We say that He created the world retained. He created the world in His Ratzon, and in that dimension, Hashem's Ratzon is a thing that should exist, but it's not an existence which is independent. It's an existence which takes place in the fact that Hashem wants it. Okay, so now. He, but He made a mimer. He had to. He said that this thing should exist. So, so that was a way to get his rotson to flesh I mean, it out and bring it down to Mitzvah, hundred percent. And therefore, it's ne- everything exists in the in the so to speak of the Bible, if you want to call it of Hashem's rotson, but it doesn't interfere with Hashem. In, in, out of that, there's only a Kaddish Baruch. Now, when the, we re- we can recognize the reality like that, we can recognize the reality that the atom, the fact that there's so many things existing in the world. Bichlal doesn't interfere with, or doesn't limit the fact that Hashem exists. It's not that there's less Hashem because there are more other things that exist. Then we can say you give up Because then we can say that even with everything else we see, Hashem is only existing. And uh, at times when that was that level was more evident, like in the best of Nikoshkaya, whereas when that, that level of reality isn't clear, so then we can talk about Hashem as controlling everything. But uh, there isn't that clarity that Kilu, nothing else exists besides him. And if we're talking about Hashem as being in charge, so we say it's the other. But uh, when you're talking about Hashem as being the only one, the the El Mubadah, then we talk about Yudhi Vatim. A king or a ruler is that an arm ruling over something else. So there's two entities. There's just he's in charge and this one's subservient. He can make decisions, the other one can't. Whereas the idea of Elim Levada means it's not a relationship so much of I'm in charge, it's that's another thing that doesn't exist. And uh, if you want an example of this, um, well, the Torah says about Chanech. The Torah is talking about Chanech, the great Tzadik, and it says, And he wasn't. And it's something that doesn't say anywhere else. What does it mean he wasn't? Where was he? So the Yisrael is like this. The, the way of seeing the world as Ke'ilu, when it says everywhere else in the Torah, that someone lived and he died. So the, we, we interpret that to mean Ke'ilu, that Hashem gave a person that, and Hashem starts to, for whatever reason, Hashem starts to kill him. So then, it's, that's the way a king would act. I'm, I have power, so I can decide to do what? I can decide to punish, I can decide to do things, and then I have the power to carry what I want to do. But if you're talking about the way Hashem acts as Yudhi Vavke, and source of existence, then there's no, there's no idea that you have to kill something. It's, it's, you just don't want it to exist anymore. And then it doesn't exist. It's a different level. It's not the ability to control something. It, it doesn't have existence otherwise. And therefore, Hashem decides this thing should no longer exist. It won't exist. It'll cease to exist. And this is Bachanah. Whatever reason, Hashem didn't want it to be anymore. Very nano. It wasn't a target that it wasn't that he had to die. We made it, he wasn't. There the, the wasn't the rough thing to be. And that, again, that's, that's a bit of the idea of what it means Yirkev Akhtar. Because the is. The only existence. And therefore, any other existence is as much as Bertsoyne Hashem wants it to be. 
and if Hashem doesn't, then, then it isn't. And therefore, that visa, that understanding is something which in, in the world today is hard to see. You can see maybe HaKadosh Baruch has being in control, but we don't see him as clearly the only source of existence. And what's the reason for that? The reason is partial. Because the bad raises a question, and that is, when we see people doing the wrong thing, so then they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. It goes against what the world, the way Hashem wants it to be. And is that the case? And so then we can say that maybe in the terms of Hashem rewarding or punishing, so then for that he has a cheshman why he's doing it. But if it's a shadow of that that's the only existence, then Ki'ilah can arouse as many times. If somebody steps out of existence, then he shouldn't exist anymore. And therefore, once, some, once the world is Biritsoinai, and this is out of Biritsoinai, it's all Hashem wanted, it shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist. Is that a good or bad thing for Hanukkah? Was that a good thing for him or bad? Hanukkah? Yeah. You could perish both ways, but the way the Midrash says it, it was a good thing. It was a good thing. And uh, exactly this point. Hanukkah had done nothing wrong. Hanukkah had done nothing wrong. He wasn't being punished. Like I said, you can perish both ways. The way Rashi explains it on the Torah is that Kodesh Baruch was worried that if given time he would be influenced by the dark. And therefore, it was better for him not to be and not to become a Russia. And therefore, it wasn't Hashem to punish him. He didn't do anything to be punished. But since it was better for him not to be, then he wasn't. And therefore, that's the same result. Very nice. And that should always be the case. In a world which is run Kiritsoyna the way Hashem wants it to be, then everything exists in, in, because it's what Hashem wants to be. And then the corollary to that should be what Hashem doesn't want, Hashem exists. And we see it's not like that. There's a lot of existence which isn't what Hashem wants. For whatever reason, Hashem lets it happen. But we don't see that middle of Everything is Britannic. We see things which aren't Britannic. But we have to go back to seeing Hashem is the Melech. And Hashem rewards and he punishes. But you know, it's not that everything is the way it's meant to be. And that's why it exists. Why is it not? Why, how, how is that possible? Why does Hashem allow that to take place? Or, or how is it possible? Yeah. Because, uh, <coughs> so the, okay. you know the answer yourself. You just want to translate it into the right words. The answer is that there's two Britannic Hashem has. The one Ratzin is that the world should be Kiritsoyne, the way he wants the world to be. And the other Ratzin Hashem has is that people should be the ones to take it, bring it in. And therefore, for Hashem to, to make the world the way he wants it to be is basically destroying any potential people to do anything. And it's therefore, the Ratzin that the world should be the way it wants is held, so to speak, is pushed aside for the Ratzin that Hashem wants people to bring it to that stage. Okay, but again, we don't see that. From our perception, it looks like the world isn't the Russian wants it to be, and therefore it's, we can't say, you know, okay, we can't say we see a world which is perfect, and it's all Kiritsoyne. That, that's why in the future it will be like that. When it gets to the stage where the world is the Russian wants it to be, so then it will see. Everything exists as the Russian wants, and that's the only reason it exists. And then again, then, be the, then the Hanhoga comes into play. It's something which isn't meant to be what it exists. In the base of English, it was like that? In the, not in the time of the Besam Mikdash, in the Besam Mikdash. Wait, it was only in the Kippur? No, in the Besam Mikdash. Always? Yes, always. And as you know, there was a certain man in the Besam Mikdash, and if a person did something wrong, he died. A coin god will wait and she's like a day, not even of you, or anyone else who did something wrong in the Besam Mikdash, would die. No, there was yeah, a man who here who are wrong. That, that also means that there's an existence other than Hashem. If I'm taking any Ra too seriously, any Taiva, any Mita, anything, then I should. Then, then the person was killed in the Beis Could be. I don't know. How, I don't know how it was, but we know that there was that hanog in the Beis Hamikdash that uh, breaching, so to speak, which was meant to be done in the Beis Hamikdash, uh, Hashem, Hashem would react. 
there was a machum where that the, there was that beauty of returning, and uh, therefore we could say here it's a place where it is the way she wanted to be because the Hashem is very bright. But there was only that. And the rest of the world hasn't yet got to that stage. So you know, the rest of everywhere else, we don't, even though we know that's what Hashem's name means, but we don't refer to him by that because we don't have the Hanhok. But by Mashiach, it's going to be clearer yes. than by. Even more clear than because the whole world will be like that. And that's the case for sure. Then we'll see that. The level, the level of clarity, not not in the um, not in the in the kamos, but but in the echos of the clarity, will be, be also much better. It's also going to be right. Everything will be the way she wants it to be. And that therefore says the difference between the bria, which is created and defined by the way it was created, and Hashem, is defined by the fact that He exists. It's two different concepts. It's a and even though we say the same Chazal that Hashem told other Mauritian to give each species a name, and then if Hashem tells us give me a name, and what do you what do you call Hashem? Well, but, yeah, and then the, the, it's a different thing. The way to define Hashem isn't why He's different to everything else, because Hashem isn't a, isn't doesn't have a mouse, isn't like something which we can define Him by, except from the fact that He exists. That's the that Rosh That's the highest way we can define Hashem. The fact that He exists, and nothing else besides Him. And everything else, we, then we don't define it by that, the fact that it exists because it doesn't really. We define it by what's different about the way it was made. Now, if you think of it, so one step deeper, we'll finish with that. And that is, if that's the case, everything else we're already defining by, let's say, the key that she made for it. In other words, the, the, the physical nature that it has, or the appearance that it has, is to an extent the physical way she made it. Uh, whereas something roughly, uh, well, Maybe in love you could see, but most people can't see the, the, the aspect which defines something by its roughness. Whereas we're talking about because it's part of being as there isn't anything physical to define a shin by, so we can only define it by something roughness, which is, like we said, the kayak of the existence, which, uh, which we understand is only by it. Okay, that's what you said.